back by popular demand after a two-week break. It's the newsroom with Catherine Arndt and the crowd goes wild. Hi, Catherine. It's been Hi, a long time. Can you tell? Well, I know. I'm so pleased that you're happy to see me. Um, I hope that our viewers, well, I know that they've been, they didn't know what happened last week. Look, I'm sorry, but I took a few days off and I thought there was probably enough um, Zoom meetings, webinars to keep everyone up to date in the meantime. So back this week, I'm very pleased to be speaking with you as always. And look, I thought your timing you. was genius, actually, because you obviously managed it to happen right at the time that President Trump announced he was COVID positive. Uh, which just took all the attention away from the lack of a news trip. Yes. Well, look, I, I know when I'm going to be uh, trumped, so to speak. So I, uh, <laughs> yes, my timing was impeccable when you think about it. <laughs> it was indeed. So we've had a chat on the governance update with uh, Steve Cooper this week about how campaigns are going. And there's uh, a few complaints about, there's a few signage issues, et cetera. Um, social media is a particular issue as we expected it would be because it really is the social media campaign. Um, you are aware of some information that's coming from the integrity agencies around that issue in particular? Look, it's, it's a hot issue, social media, um, as we would have anticipated, as you said, this is really the first social media election. So I think in the 2016 elections, the inspectorate received about 2,000 inquiries and approximately 409 formal complaints. So this year and this election, um, they're being inundated, of course, so numbers are, are tracking, um, if not exceeding the amount they received in terms of inquiries and complaints. And most of those, or a lot of those at least, are relating to uh, the use of social media, or in particular, uh, it not being authorised by candidates. So the inspectorate have advised me that they're actually going to release a some sort of social message, social media messaging in partnership with the VEC any moment, hopefully today, that will provide some more information for candidates. That will be really interesting. I look forward to to see that and 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 what sort of guidance and advice they can give to people. We've seen some good examples this week of advice and guidance coming out of those agencies, like the, the YouTube video I saw about which integrity agency does what. Here it is. I've got it in front of me. My local council, if something is not right, who do I complain to? I think it goes for about um, three or four minutes and it mm. provides a really excellent pictorial um, and, and also um, written communication as to which agency deals with what matters and who to go to if you've got an issue with your council. I thought that was an excellent piece of uh, work coming out of the integrity agency. So that was from IBAC, uh, the inspectorate and the ombudsman. Yeah, so if you missed that, have a look for it in the VLGA social media uh, timeline. You'll find it there uh, pretty easily. Um, I also chatted with Steve about ballot packs arriving now. I've got mine. Steve's got his. Have you received yours, Catherine? I actually haven't received mine, but I know that there are some candidates out there who saw that they came in a little sooner than they were anticipating, and they're out there um, in a flurry now with their letterbox uh, distribution. So very much the focus, of course, for uh, candidates um, and also councillors who are re-standing. Um, I think we could rightly 
say and observe that that's where their efforts and attention are, is being focused now. It's a real timing issue, isn't it? Because uh, a lot of people will fill out that material straight away and get it back in the mail straight away to avoid the risk of a fine, for example. I've opened mine today and intend to have it back in the envelope by the end of the day, which means that candidates really need to be right on uh, their messaging and getting the attention of people if they're trying to do so right now, not next week or the week after, potentially. Uh, oh, look, you're exactly right, and hence the response to, to those ballots coming in. Um, the VLGA is also getting um, members of the community contacting us incorrectly, thinking that we're sort of the agency to go to with complaints. And one um, came in this morning um, from a gentleman in a particular municipality complaining about the fact that he had um, campaign material in his letterbox. And that, of course, you know, highlights that other complexity with local government, and that is that the voters, the, the ratepayers sometimes don't really understand that this is local democracy in action, and this is their opportunity to read that material and scrutinise the candidates and cast their votes in an informed way. So it's a little... Um, frightening, I guess, when you do receive um, people complaining about that when, in fact, this is democracy and they should be embracing it and participating in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Not sure there's much you can do about that one, uh, Catherine. No. Anyway, let's hope people do recognise the value of the opportunity to have their say and they make, make the most of it. Just on that too, of course, councils themselves, let alone the, uh, the inspectorate, are receiving numerous uh, inquiries and complaints yes. directly from the community as well. So not only are they juggling the implementation of a new local government act, uh, and at the moment the governance and uh, code of conduct regulations are up for consultation due to be released on the 24th of October, um, but they're also delivering services to the community and also managing an election process. So their hands are full in the middle of COVID. Of a pandemic, that's right. And a lot of those issues related to the election, as we heard with uh, Steve on the government's update, are related to signage, which is a pretty usual uh, issue at this time in the political cycle. Yeah. Um, Catherine, we're going to change the subject next week and spend some time with a, with a pretty exciting panel, I think, uh, talking about the practicalities, if you like, of the circular economy. How do you actually put that into practice at the council level? We are, and we thought it was a good opportunity, um, given that councillors themselves are uh, a little distracted at the moment. But um, I guess it's an opportunity for candidates who are running um, and also for officers in the sector and even more broadly to hear from uh, the founders of an organisation called Corio. So we have that panel coming up um, next Wednesday the 14th uh, of October and we have on that panel also a representative from the City of Melbourne. Uh, so Corio's worked with a number of different local governments throughout Australia and also uh, industry uh, groups that have, um, who are very interested in this, in the whole circular economy and what are, uh, and in exploring some of those solutions at both a strategic and operational level. So very much interested in that panel next week and encourage, uh, you've got a moment to, uh, for you to come along. Um, and we're really pleased that we're doing that in partnership with LG Pro again. 
Chris. Indeed, it's a great opportunity to shine a light on an issue that I think challenges a few people. Uh, if we can translate the concept somehow into meaningful, practical ways of giving effect to that circular economy aim, I think that would be useful to people. The other one we're planning, which is still a few weeks away, uh, timing-wise, I think it'll be good because it'll be right at the end of the month, is uh, a piece about the role of the mayor. And we've got a terrific panel that's agreed to help we, us. We have, and I'm just looking again for details of that panel, if I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I should say the 28th of October, yes. uh, the role of the mayor, more than just a title, we have Nolene Duff, who's currently an administrator at Casey. Um, we have Peter Stevenson, who was a former councillor at Darabin, but has also been involved in investigations post his council career of, I uh, can't remember exactly which council he was involved in. Um, we have Judy Verlin, a former long-term councillor and mayor at Ballarat. A representative from Justicia, I think. Ah, that's it? it, yes, from Justicia Lawyers. And as I explained, actually, at the VLGA's Governance Advisory Network meeting this morning, we had over 25 governance officers in the room from across uh, the councils in Victoria. We're really, the timing of that, and again, we're doing it in partnership with LG Pro, was to get in before that statutory meeting where councils will be determining um, to elect and, and making a decision to elect their mayor and deputy mayors. Under the 2020 Act, of course, the responsibilities of the mayor are significant and they have a really important role to play in uh, community engagement, representing the council to the community and, of course, the code of conduct issues as well. So we wanted um, councillors, those who were successfully elected, going into um, their roles to really understand what the role of the mayor entailed and to think about it before they might nominate themselves or in fact elect someone else. Yes. So again, we've already got um, numbers coming in um, booking for that, um, that session. So I think it's going to be a really hot one. I think it is. It's a great opportunity and a timely conversation to, to be having. Um, Catherine, we're just about out of time. A quick plug for your induction prospectus, which is out there in uh, local government land at the moment, and I'm sure attracting quite a bit of attention. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're our, our councillor induction uh, program prospectus is out there. Uh, November, I think, is already booked up with councils um, selecting one, two or three or four of the modules that we're offering. There's been a lot of interest in the inclusion module, which includes aspects of the Gender Equality Act and also mm -hmm. reconciliation. And um, we anticipate that although many councils, of course, will try to do a significant component of their councillor induction this side of Christmas, that there will be more in-depth um, sessions uh, taken up post-Christmas. Um, timing, of course, is getting away from us in this year, as you would appreciate. Um, so look, if you haven't already seen that prospectus, check out the VLGA's website and uh, make sure you uh, give us a call or book, start booking in if you're interested. A couple of other things I wanted to mention, the Gender Equality Commissioner is starting on the 19th of October. Uh, so that it will be the first time that uh, Victoria has had that commissioner position and, of course, will oversee the implementation of the Gender Equality Act that came in earlier this year. 
The other thing to note is that the VLGA in partnership with La Trobe University and Melbourne University have an ARC grant, an Australian Research Grant, to follow the trajectory, trajectory that's a hard word to say on a Friday afternoon, <coughs> of candidates in this election um, over the four-year term, yeah. and in particular, examining uh, barriers and opportunities for women candidates and then as counsellors to, to, for the first time, get documented uh, academic research to support the need to have gender parity around those decision-making tables. So a survey has gone out to all candidates in this election. It will take about 10 minutes to complete. I know you've all been inundated with information and surveys, but if you could uh, complete this survey, uh, it will go some way towards um, that research project that will provide, uh, as I said, academic evidence to support, to support uh, further systemic and change and also policy direction. A groundbreaking piece of this, I'm sure. Terrific. Good to hear that that's uh, proceeding. Thanks, Catherine. That's all the time we have for this week. A busy newsroom, uh, but that's the penance for missing one last week. Hopefully yeah. the workload will be a little easier to bear next week. Absolutely, Chris. And unless... Uh, Trump or someone else decides to uh, take um, the, the limelight, we'll be here. <laughs> uh, I think Donald's probably doing that on a daily basis at the moment. Thanks, Catherine. Talk soon. That's the newsroom from VLGA Connect. Thanks for your company and we'll see you on another episode very soon.